lady ballers. Welcome back. We're soccer props. And it's game time. What are lady ballers? <laughs> We're having a good time today. I like yeah. that. I like that beat. Yeah, that was having a good time today. Yeah. Guys, I'm waiting for us to have an intro song to our podcast. So can we just have Shannon do it? <laughs> Me and um, Daniel got hits. Yeah, he can remix yeah. the beat for you. Yeah, well, I'm still trying to learn the banjo, so if I can get a little beat going, guys, I'll uh, oh I'll get God. spicy with Daniel Got Hits. Make a Soccer Girl Problems podcast jingle, please. You're not going to be <laughs> paid, though. I don't think no. we can pay you. No, it's too, it's too much money. No. <laughs> guys, we have a really special guest today. Yeah, we're so excited. Guys, you might have seen Seth Allen Taylor on our blogs, on our, he was on our podcast previously. Um, we've been working really closely with him on our Lady Ballers Guide to Conquering Anxiety program, which is coming out in October. We need a jingle for that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyways, we're going to talk about basically like, is soccer supposed to be fun? And what does it mean to you when it doesn't feel fun anymore? And a lot of that stems from just trying way too hard to like earn the acceptance of your coaches and your teammates and right? Like it kind of like all stems from stress, feeling loved. Yeah. And accepted on your team, which is really interesting. So I feel like we've all gone through a point where it felt like a job, you know, and you have to catch yourself when you feel, when you recognize that you're starting to feel like work more than fun. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to give us some great tips to bring it back to the fun side. Right. Yeah. Totally. I specifically remember saying to my mom, it feels like a job. That's really? How yeah. old were you? I think it was um, freshman year of college because it was like, you know, yeah. culture shock to us. Yeah. But, I mean, well, we can, we can talk to Seth about that. Dig in deep, Carl. Yeah, we got this. And before the episode starts, guys, we just want to remind you to please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really gives us a better idea of what you guys want to hear and what you're enjoying. Uh, Karina gave us an awesome review. She said, I absolutely love this podcast because it gives me the comfort to know that what I'm going through isn't just me. It's all of us and we are one community. It's helpful and lets me view things in a different perspective because of the way others have experienced it. I'm still on my journey to become the best player and person I can be. And hearing these podcasts are great because of the empowering women that guide me on my path. Thank you truly for sharing your ideas and helping thousands of the soccer sisters out there. Thank you, Karina. And now please enjoy episode 65 of the Soccer Girl Problems podcast with special guest Seth Allen Taylor. Hey, Seth. Check microphone one, two. Check, check. <laughs> Get your bad check, self. Check. <laughs> I apologize, you guys. I don't have an office. I'm just in my bedroom. I hope that's all right. I'm on my bed. <laughs> We're doing the best we can. Yeah. It's, it's, I love I love what what COVID has done to the formal not formalized meeting. You know how it's changed it into like even at corporate. I've had meetings with like high level corporate stuff, and everybody's wearing sweats and like you know <laughs> I love their it. dog their dogs are barking. You know, it should have always been this way. <laughs> yeah, or they're wearing like a blazer and then PJs on the bottom half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's the best. I've had so many good kid, kid interruptions and that kind of stuff. So, oh, yeah. How you guys doing? How is everybody? We're good. We're yeah. good. We're getting really excited about the program we're putting out with you. Yeah, I'm so pumped, man. It's so fun to watch you guys do your thing with it, and and I'm so it's going to be so interesting to see the kind of response that we get. Like 
we have never had you know drop gotten airdropped into such a large platform before so yeah. it's really interesting to watch so and, and like yeah. we said to you like it's so new to everyone and we're getting a lot of messages about like how this is not heard of anywhere else and i think that's mm. really exciting too because we want to just make it so ac accessible and affordable for these lady ballers to be like taking care of the stress and anxiety that they're feeling especially now right because like yep. right now i mean everyone we were just talking about this before every single person feels uneasy right now yeah. and unsure yeah. of what's going to happen next so right interesting yeah. it's it's an epidemic you guys are, are dealing with and it was weird and it's because because it's it's hidden in this weird little world this weird little bubble called youth sports um it's almost virtually ignored it's it's a absolutely fascinating thing it's it's a certain type of trauma that's so normalized that no one's paying attention even though everyone's suffering so much i remember you know? like being like why am i like this like why can i literally not get words out of my mouth and just thinking that that was just like normal it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. like, like a sign of weakness like oh i can't even talk about my problems like yeah yeah it really is mind-blowing but that's why we're just so happy that we're working with you on the lady baller's guide to conquering anxiety because it's clear that we need more lady ballers to to talk about what's going yeah. on with themselves and like yeah. know that they're not alone because they are certainly not alone um, right. it's but, funny like i could talk to a coach and like shoot the shit and joke with them but as soon as it's them critiquing me i feel like that was when i really struggled to talk yeah. like it was because yeah. i felt like they were judging me or i wasn't doing enough or yeah. You know, yeah. I feel and it's funny because you just you just spoke about feelings and thoughts, right? You said I felt like they were judging me, which of course isn't a feeling. But when you talk about your throat seizing up, that's a feeling. Yeah. You know, it's like a tightness in your throat. And that's and that's the thing about it is what we what we don't want is for, for people to write, you know this, if there's one thing that everyone could do right now to actually start a healthy is begin to feel, you know, to notice what their bodies are experiencing, you know. Like we, we wrote, you know, wrote the blog the other day talking about the, how to recognize you have anxiety. Well, the mind gets spinning and everybody will start talking about their feelings. And if you listen to them, none of us feelings, right? Exactly. I feel like that girl doesn't like me. I feel like I, my coach doesn't, I, you know, I feel like my coach hates me. That's a really common one, right? Yeah. And of course, that's not a feeling at all. Feeling like your coach hates you. That's a story. That's a myth is the actual term for it. It's a narrative that's been created in your ego to help you survive something your body's actually going through you know and that's the whole thing sure. is if this this guidebook is really designed to help people get really like just into the body and it's i gotta be honest with you, it's one of the deepest things i've ever i've ever written this generation of kids coming up are way more aware of themselves than we were mm -hmm. <laughs> they're, they're so much more aware they're all they're so gifted with with just understanding how energy works in the body they have a desperation for happiness that we didn't have. You know, we were just True. survivors. You know what I mean? We're just like, like, like Elena was just saying, <laughs> like, we just, just sit there and like, it's normal, right? We're up. But the kids nowadays are like, this isn't normal. You know, there's a lot more of that desire for happiness, which is so cool when, a, when people like you guys with, with such a, a loudspeaker that, you know, you guys have this megaphone to use, you can start really showing people how to, how to come out and actually start talking about it. It's amazing. Definitely. Yeah, we're really excited to continue talking about it because I mean, posts about anxiety that we've been putting out, like we are getting a lot more engagement that than we could have ever imagined. And it's, it's, it's clear that there's, there's a niche there that we need to tap into. But you just brought up a good point. Like, I'm curious what you would tell a player now, if like, 
they felt that way. Like, oh, my coach hates me. And then they're telling their parents about it. What would you right. say for them to do differently than just say things like that um, yeah. about making up this story? Right. Well, I, I would immediately, you know, and, and you haven't worked for me, you know, you know, I would immediately, if you said that to me, I feel like my coach, what, would I, what do you think I'd say to you? You'd be like, if, if you, if you, inside your body. what's it feel like? Exactly. And, and it's so true. You, as you yeah. ask yourself that, it's like, oh, crap, you're right. And then you have to continue to remind yourself every time you say something, you're right. like, wait, it's not how I'm feeling. That's what I'm thinking. Right. And, and that's one of the reasons why I, I try to help people. Uh, like for every girl that's out there, if you were to spend 10 minutes a day, just 10 minutes a day, just sitting and learning how to feel your body, like actually just letting the thoughts go and, and or at least just stop paying attention to your thoughts so much because that's the problem. You know, you, your thinking is going. You don't have to stop thinking. Just stop giving your thoughts all the attention and just feel what's going on in your body. If you were to do that, you, you, you're actually practicing feeling. You know what I mean? It's, it's the same thing as any technical training anybody does. Like you want to get good at this, you got to do it, right? And if you, get, if you practice feeling for 10 minutes a day, you're going to learn how to feel. And pretty soon this thing starts to wake up in you that some people would call awareness, uh, you know, some people would call consciousness, but this thing starts to wake up inside you where you naturally know how to feel. So like when something hits you or something triggers you, your coach says that thing to you, you start to feel before you think. You know, it'd be like, oh, when he says that to me, I feel it makes me feel sick in my stomach. You know what I mean? And instead mm -hmm. of going, my coach hates me, you'd go, I wonder what that is. Right? <laughs> like it's, and that's what we call the trigger, right? I call it a trigger. You're triggered and all of a sudden that feeling starts to grow, you know? And that's the, that's the interesting thing about anxiety is that what we're talking about is energies in the body and they don't know how to feel them because your natural instinct is to, is your brain to kick in and protect you from those energies, from that trauma, from that stuff that's going inside your body with thought. He doesn't like me. That judgment makes immediately creates a sense of certainty. He doesn't like me. I can operate now in this world where I know, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and it makes it so none of us can handle any real complexity. How do we live with complexity? Well, you have to be aware of yourself to do that, you know, and you got these kids that are 14, 15, 16 years old and their egos aren't even close to being done developing yet, you know, so it's even harder for them. Yeah. Definitely. I remember uh, when I worked with you, one of my favorite things that we did was um, we kind of like, you walked me through a meditation where I would feel within my body, like where I felt anything. So for example, like usually my throat was tight or my chest was tight. And then I, we did a visual thing where like, I would picture it leaving my body, like through my fingers or through my toes. And I think that's like, it, it Meditation may not be for everyone, but just the visualization, if you sit down and picture it and picture it go through your body slowly and out, like you're, believe it or not, you're meditating because you're focusing mm -hmm. in and you're not thinking about anything else, you know? So I feel like that's definitely something I would, I would suggest to lady ballers who feel something in their chest or even like a, a slight little pain, like a knee pain or something. Like if you're just honing in on the pain, you're not thinking about anything else and you can like you know, picture that leaving your body too. So that, that I remember very distinctly. And I thought that was helpful. Like, like Carl, you did all kinds of deep meditation, visualizations, things like that. And, and had a massive shift in your experience, you know? And of course, if I, you know, like when you were meditating, picturing yourself on the subway in New York and kind of working with light and darkness in that space, you know, we could say, well, was that real? Right. And of course it is because what you sh your shift in your reality, it's, it changes massively. 
and, and anxiety is a distortion of reality. That's all it is. It's a complete distortion of, of reality, you know? And that's how trauma works energetically. It puts this lens up in front of you that doesn't allow you to see what actually is, you know? And, and that's all we're trying to do is realign it. So the, the paying attention, meditation is just about listening. It's about paying attention. Anytime you stop and feel for one second, you're meditating. And if it's not for everybody, like you said, it should be. We all need to learn how to feel. <laughs> we're the only species on the planet that knows how to just take all our feelings and just cram them down inside our bodies and, and survive, you know, where even animals have a way of always moving that energy out. Always. Yeah. And I guess I meant to like meditate, like when people think of meditating, they th picture like them saying um yeah. and sitting down. Right, 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 right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think that sure. breaking it down and making it even like simpler for mm. players who are younger, I feel like just, right. just telling them, you know, it is a form of meditation to just feel your pain feel. in your body, yeah. you know, yeah. or your tightness. And like, that's yeah. like, step one like raising your awareness on that is really huge and i found it was super helpful for me when i was working with you yeah yeah when you're and you're speaking a real a real, real truth there i mean the, we haven't done a great job of communicating that meditation is a very broad flexible thing there are meditations that work in our context players do visualizations all the time right mm -hmm. visualize yourself scoring five goals you know and you know you're, you're doing a type of training in your in mental that's meditation you know but yeah, you're right. We kind of tend to relegate it to the kind of Zen, you know, it's the Buddhist monk, you know, up on the, up on the mountain, you know, <laughs> that's, yeah. oh, that's meditation, oh, which of course it isn't. There's a, there's a meditations that can be done inside our context, but ultimately it's about becoming aware of what is and what you're feeling and what you're experiencing without judging it all the time. Constantly. Is this good? Is this bad? Is this good? I mean, I have that all the time. Everybody's like, is this good? Is this bad, right? Is this good? Is this good? Is this bad? Like, know, let, let's just, you know, let's just like go with that and let's yeah. just sit with what is, you know? So, yeah. Can, can yeah. you talk more like about, we loved in your blog recently, you said, um, you know, anxiety kind of stems from just being accepted and lo feeling loved. Um, and I mm -hmm. want, like, we would love for you to dive into that more because you truly raised all of our awareness on that. Like, we can't believe that stress and anxiety does stem from just trying to be accepted on your team or like trying right. to be the best and in your coach's right. eyes. Like it can really cripple some people if they can't handle it. So um, yeah. can you talk a little bit more about that. Yeah. And, and it's important that when, if I'm going to like address this correctly, that we understand that, um, that there is a energetic component to this. And when I, when I say that, what I mean is that we're not dealing with thought we're dealing with, um, there's an, you're, you have a soul, okay? You have a core consciousness. That's, the wisdom traditions, they would call it a soul, but you know, maybe the scientists would just refer to your core consciousness that can be wounded, right? And so when, when, um, when you have, okay, let's just, how do I say this? <laughs> so Carl, you're what, 28, 29 now? 28. You're 28 years old, okay? So the, the needs of a 28-year-old woman are very different than the needs of a five-year-old girl. Agree? When you were five years old and you got stuck out on that field, right? Your needs at that time, you know, were for basically just one thing, love. That's it. A child from ages zero to 10, that's their need, period. And they find that in relationship with mom and dad, right? Like if you, uh, if you took a, you know, somebody asked me like, well, how would you redo youth soccer if you wanted to make it less traumatic? I'd say I would make it so that every child that's on the field can run to mom and dad anytime they want to, right? 
right? You can run to mom and dad because you, it's that your kids do this thing where they come to you, find their safety, find their love, they go back into the thing for a bit. And then when they feel that, when they feel like, I don't know if this is safe, they run back to you, find the safety and love, and then they go back to the thing. And of course we can't do that on a soccer field. We, we're always like, no, stay there, stay there. So they look to your face for the safety and love. And your face is constantly communicating these ups and downs of success and failure, right? So you kick the ball well, good job, you know? And you didn't, you know, you didn't kick well. So the kids, kids at five, six, seven years old, their need only is for love and safety. Do you think that that really changes much as we get older? Because I feel like it just shifts to a different kind of approval that we're looking for as we get older and we're playing soccer too. Well, this is where it comes to, to Carway's question. Because what, the way the quantum physics works, okay, the way the actual physics of trauma works is that I'm out there and I'm, uh, I'm having an experience I'm tr and I'm trying to get the love and the trauma becomes so intense that literally your soul can become fractured. So what happens is think of it like this, a part of the, your soul is this kind of timeless thing, right? But you'll, a part of you can literally snap off in that moment and be stuck in that time, in that space, in that trauma and just in a time loop how trauma works. You know, you think about the soldier coming home from war, you know, they, and also they, they still behave as if they're still on the field. They're still under fire. You know what I mean? There's paranoia. There's 20 guns in the closet. All of a sudden there's drinking. There's this kind of self-hatred because they're, they're stuck. A part of them is stuck in trauma. So what happens is we carry our lives forward now with that kid and, and that kid's needs. Okay. So when we're 28 years old and we still need approval from mom or dad or boss or you know audience or whatever it is whatever's taking the form of mom and dad now that I'm, I'm 28 years old but the five-year-old's trying to get the five-year-old needs met the five-year-old needs love the five-year-old needs safety and it's expressing its needs and the truth is like the kids eat first so like whatever whatever those all these fractured parts of me are trying to get their needs met in my life and the people that feel it most of course you know is the ones we are intimate with you know husbands wives girlfriends boyfriends uh, kids, our children, right? Whoever they are, they're going to feel it the most. You know, I can't, I can't meet your needs. You're just so needy. Like that whole thing is because we have these fractured parts of us expressing their needs. And, and I, and I've been working with, I've worked with a whole bunch of like junior high age kids over the last couple of years, lady ballers that are just epic and amazing and, and gifted and, and, and wonderful people. And I, and, but they've got 15 young parts of themselves trying to get their needs met and now they're facing going to high school and they're scared to death because <laughs> they're just like i don't know how i'm going to survive in that space because you ha i have to meet all of their needs before the 14 year old gets her needs met right i mean a 28 year old the needs of a healthy 28 year old person is give me a challenge give me something hard give me an adventure give me something cool give me something weird give me something i might fail at because i i like to grow like 20 a healthy 28 year old wants to grow is not afraid of failure but the parts of us that are so young are desperately afraid of failure and should not be in that space. You know, like my friend was going, but I like my kids to learn to get that competitive drive up. I'm like that's not healthy, man. Like a seven year old shouldn't have to be like, am I going to win today? Am I going to lose today? Right. It should be 100%. I wake up, I know where my love is. I know where my safety is and it's never going away. Never. It, it's so interesting too. Cause like, I think back and I'm like, wow, there are so many parents who may not realize, but sometimes they're so hard on their kids and they're putting so much pressure on them at such a young age um, because, they, because they love them and they want them to do well, but like they don't realize, you know, the, it's actually pretty traumatic for a child to like come home and say they didn't score a goal and like be like yeah. frowned upon, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
And we always, I mean, even in one of our videos, we joked about it. Like I played the mom that was like, you're not coming home. Like get out of the car. Right. You know, right. Guys, like, right. It's just so interesting when you think about that. But I guess yeah. what, well, okay. So now we're speaking to like the, the labelers now who, who they, they are, might, they might be carrying around trauma at the age of like 18. They're going yeah. into college, stuff like that. Like, what would you say to them if they felt like they just weren't enjoying playing anymore? You know? Right. Well, and, and most of them aren't right by the by the time. Of, I mean, there's a lot of research on this, too. Most it, it is pretty obvious that we create a system that makes the players hate the game. Like the American system, for the most part, makes pe people they don't come. They don't have a loving, joyful relationship with the game of soccer. I was gonna say, we know, put a survey out when we put your blog out, like how many of you feel like soccer is a job and how many of you feel like it's fun? And there was a split. Yeah, people it was pretty. Out. It was pretty heavy on the on the job yeah. side, and yeah. I'm curious how old they were. Like, hopefully, yeah. they're not 13, 14 years old. Yeah, they probably. Well, old. Yeah, they probably are. And if you ask the ones that said it's fun, if you said why is it fun, I guarantee you, most of them are gonna say because my friends are there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's playing with my friends. It's not the game itself, right? Something that is objectively fun has has been they've been robbed of that but they want to keep playing i mean i was working, i'm working with a 14 year old kid right now and i asked her the other day i said if because i actually did a session with her mom i say you know once in a while i'll do that hey i need to do a session with your mom do the session with mom and she's like well she can quit if she wants to i go i, I know but that's not necessarily the best solution about because we can heal inside this space I said but i asked her i said would you want to quit she goes no i go why i go is it because of the game she goes no it's, it's my friends yeah, because when you've been playing soccer since you were five years old on a field, your whole social world is there. Yeah. You know what I mean? All your friends, yeah. all your parents' friends, everybody's, they're all in that space. And so it becomes a community, which is actually quite lovely, except for none of us are enjoying this. It and it becomes kind of a thing. The kids feel safe with themselves because they're, they're safe. And they're kind of barricaded. They're having a shared experience. And, and it's actually a shared experience. There's us against them. And the, the, the them is the parents, which is unfortunate. You know what I mean? So, question if like yeah. you just said I, I remember a lot of girls growing up who really didn't like soccer that much but they did stay for their friends do you think that those mm. people who are just playing because they like to spend time with their friends should quit or is it yeah that's an interesting question I mean ultimately they should find healing right we hope yeah the goal is that you know we would replicate you know people people like myself that are doing this kind of work and we just stick them all on every single soccer club in the country and that we have someone we can go that can help us heal and yeah. grow and re redo this relationship, which you can do. You can totally undo the foundations of that, heal it, and then move into a space where you're just having a blast playing the game mm -hmm. and you can heal. That's the ultimate goal, right? But but it's kind of a you're damned if you do, if you're damned if you don't, because the nature of trauma is now that I have a kid who's traumatized and they quit the thing that where where that trauma is showing up and it'll feel good for a while. They'll be they're yeah. like, wow, I feel so freeing. I can go hiking again. I can go do this. I can go snowboarding, whatever. But the problem is, is the trauma still there. Mm -hmm. And the trauma will come up and it will express itself in other areas. It's just a matter of time. You know, it'll pop up and it'll show itself somewhere else. Yeah. Trauma is trauma left undone, left unhealed. Trauma is going to show itself. And now everybody has it, not just athletes. Athletes just have kind of a unique version of it that that is somewhere between a normal person and a soldier. <laughs> it's like you know, soldiers have this extreme acute PTSD for the most part, you know, um, athletes have, uh, it's, it's still what would be called uncomplicated PTSD, but it, I think it actually has its own classification it just hasn't yet been accepted by the APA, but it is one of those things where 
where, I mean, I'm working on it and I'm going to start writing a book at some point about it because I've been examining this thing for years now, watching the way high level athletes, especially the higher the level, the more extreme the traumas. And they all have it. Everybody, and you guys are examples of that. Everybody has it. We have this anxiety that shows up at such a young age. Um, but it's such a sad thing that we make players that don't like playing. <laughs> and it's funny, we use the word playing. You know, we use the word Christian Pulisic's not playing soccer. He's working. He's working his tail off. You know what I mean? It is work. It's not play. So we, we really shouldn't use the word play. Play is, a, is what's known as a psycho-spiritual state. You watch a child on a playground. You just, you don't have to tell them, okay, here's the, what we're going to do. And here's the structure and here's the rules and here's how you do it. You just go, go play. And they find this world. And pretty soon there's this imaginary world where there's a, you know, this person's a dragon and they're chasing these people. And you know, there's, they just, they just work it out in such hilariously, you know, just abstract ways, but it takes on its own form. That's what play is. Yeah. Work is also a psycho-spiritual state. There's a structure, there's rules, and it's actually quite adverse to a normal kind of human way of being but especially for kids you know yeah so what so, would uh, you, i have a question what, what would you say because i feel like the more that you're describing trauma and the effect that it can can have on us and you're saying that even at the most elite levels that's where you're seeing the most trauma and what do you do when your trauma is really well, your biggest motivating factor you may not realize it you know what i'm saying right. but like that fear of failure or that fear of letting people down or the need for approval whatever is what's driving your extra work and your training and your, yeah. you know, what, how do you separate those two and how do you yeah. keep someone to be, you know, motivated to be that way, but not right. through their trauma? Yeah. Yeah. Most people, most people won't, you know, I wouldn't say they can't, but they won't because they won't realize it, especially if it's driving them. There are, there's plenty of, you know, I can give you all kinds of examples of athletes whose trauma has driven them to quote unquote excellence. Yeah. Now it's excellence in a certain context. I mean, it, it, it's in a certain context, but it, it drives them. And people would say, oh, that guy's a killer. You know, or that girl, that girl is just, you know, she would just crush anything in her pattern. But the, the, you know, the problem is, and this is what's fun. Another funny thing about sports in general is that by the time you're in your mid thirties, you're, 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 you're done. <laughs> you're going to be done playing this game now. And now that that trauma is going to get converted to the next space tends to show up as a pretty big identity crisis and that kind of thing for people. But I'll give you an example. Like I won't use names, but like I'm working with a guy right now um, and he's an MLS and he's a, he's a quote unquote massive underachiever, like a guy that was supposed to be this and this and this and this, and he never became this thing. And it took him eight years before he finally was like, I'm not, I, somehow I'm not becoming the thing I was supposed to be. And he, and there was anxiety coming up big time because he was supposed to do this to make this kind of money to buy this house for his mom or whatever, all this kind of stuff. These, these things were coming into play. And the truth is it was suffering that showed him I need some help. And that's how it is for everybody. And it's going, it's just a matter of, the weird thing is some people have to suffer more than others. And some people are going to make it to their post-career life and then they're going to suffer there for a while, you know, and it just, it just depends on the person really. I mean, there, I have a guy I've been working with for two years. He, he pays me to mentor him. And he, and he did that starting as a rookie. For some reason, this guy, just noted he had enough awareness. He noticed right away that his relationship with, with the game wasn't necessarily a healthy one. And it came to me right away. And it's like, I'm going to just stick with you until everything changes. And I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> you just, and it's just, I don't know why, why did that guy not have that? But this guy over here, I know a guy that's, you know, was 12 years in MLS and he's, and he's suffering massively in his post-career life and he still doesn't know that, Hey, I, I should really 
I should get some help. I should change. I should grow. I should read something helpful. I should, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's a very abstract thing. Why, why is it, why is it a 13 year old kid can come to me going, I, I, I really need help professionally. Really? Like, wow, it's incredible. <laughs> you know, and you guys know this cause you guys have all suffered, right? How much suffering did it take before I was like, I need help. You know what I mean? It's a weird abstract thing. I don't fully understand. So, for our lady ballers who are recognizing if they have an unhealthy relationship with soccer or some faults in their relationship with soccer, what are some tips that you would give them uh, to start like handling that or altering that or turning into a more healthy relationship? Well, luckily we've created a resource for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, this is the thing, right? This is because I, I can't go, hey, everyone that's listening right now, hey, there's 10,000 people. You guys can all get on my website and come work with me. I don't have the capacity for that. I wish I did. You know, I, I limit myself to 20 clients at a time. If you, yeah. if you get, what's that? We got to clone you. That's all. <laughs> yeah. You, we, 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 we're not, we don't have that technology available just yet, but you know, I, I think people, you know, like if you recognize that one, yeah, I'm one of those guys or one of those girls where I went ahead to practice. I don't really want to go. I go because my friends well, right there. That's just a sign. That's, mm -hmm. that's just a little thing peeking out above the surface underneath that surface is trauma is anxiety and if and you can heal it and that's what we created the lady ballers guide to conquering anxiety because you know last time we did the podcast you know I, I you know for those of you guys are listening a little behind the scenes when we stopped recording i just said you guys we got to do some work together you know i go you guys have such an amazing platform here and you have such a voice to, to, to speak and you have an experience that really speaks let's do something and we grabbed we had a whiteboard and we just started drawing stuff and we came up with this because we want to be able to create something that like, Hey, if you go through this thing if, and, and you really will, I mean, if you go through that guidebook, you will be not just start a process of healing. You will get yourself well down that road. And then if you want to go work with somebody professionally, somebody like myself or somebody or, or a good psychologist or a good therapist or a good life coach, or you find people that are, that are good out there, it's going to help you. Um, but that we've created something that can, if 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 someone really lets themselves go through it can have a huge impact on this issue yeah. and we can recover a lot of joy and you can find out what kind of player you're really capable of being you know the number one people i work with i work with people from young kids all the way to professional players and all, the pros always come to me with the same thing they never lived up to their potential and they don't know why mm -hmm. it's always that you know i have a call with a guy today you know he's a center back and he's been on the, on the, you know, he's been kind of on the bench get some time here, get thing, get dropped down to USL, come back to MLS. And I know for two years, he's called me every year. And maybe it's time to work. It, like, and every time oh, I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. And he's now he's been in USL for a couple of years. So maybe it's time to actually do some work, you know? <laughs> and that's yeah. the thing. If you want to find out what kind of player you're really capable of being, you have to have a deeply loving relationship with, with failure. It's that simple. You have to love, you have to be like, failure is awesome. Failure is really helpful part of the process. <laughs> well, how do you develop that? Well, you have to heal the little kids because five-year-olds can't have a good relationship with failure. They're not capable of that. They're just not. Five and six and seven, it's, you're seeking love and safety, period. And you can, they, are, they can develop over time a good relationship with, with failure. They can actually be, you know, like, you know, that thing they did just broke or that Lego piece fell apart and they're sad about it. Sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry. COVID, baby. COVID times. Um, they can develop a good relationship with failure, but it takes time. You know? mm -hmm. um, and that's the whole thing. We, we'll, what our hope is, is that everyone has this ability to just go, 
you know, I mean, think about it. If I want to play like Megan Rapino, well, what does Megan Rapino do? Well, oh, that's what she does. If I can get my body to make the same movements as Megan Rapino, then I can develop the same skill set as Megan Rapino. And it's literally that simple. The problem is, is that there's something emotional inside you that will not allow for the type of failure you'll have to experience to push your body to that space, you know, because you're going to fail. The first time I tried a, a scissors in a game, running at someone, my foot hit the ball. I rolled over the top of it and I went horizontal in the air and then crashed. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have to be okay with that. Yeah, and then I got back true. up and I'm like, Let's try it again. You know? We it's, were just speaking with um, a player on the Orlando Pride and she was saying that no matter how much she practices, it's still so much the mental that she has to practice and has to work with. And seeing the older players on the team who have had more experience it's not just the playing that that they've had more experience it's the mental side of the game that she sees what they're doing and is trying to do herself but it's crazy at every level you have to keep practicing that ability to fail and be okay with it yeah yeah which is and we have to bring that word emotional into like mental emotional because that's the thing Mm -hmm. is it's not a the mental tends to follow the emotional. The emotional operates from the unconscious, and the un- and most of what most of what we're doing is an unconscious experience, you know. And that's the thing: we can become mentally really, really strong once we address what's actually running the show, which is our deepest emotions. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's like a nice reminder that you really—it's like mind-body connection every time. Like you have to continue to think about what's going on in your body, and I think like I'm just so excited for for our guide to conquering anxiety because like I just feel like what's amazing about it is these lady ballers can go on their own journey at their own pace and take their time to get through the guidebook but also still have the support from us so like a lot of um a lot of players have asked us like what what even is the program and I think just to be clear like we're putting so much focus on this book that we created with you Seth and you we tackle mind body and spirit um, those are like the big chapters and um, you tackle the mind and, and, and spirit and we talk about the body. So we talk about how sleep and exercise and nutrition also can affect how you're feeling um, within with your anxiety and how you can manage stress. Um, and we're always there for you in our fearless, uh, we have a, a forum, which we're really excited about, um, the fearless squad forum that you will have access to when you get the guidebook. So like, you don't feel like you're alone entirely, right? Like you'll have a community of people that you can talk to and relate to. And then we pop in there and also help the players like as they're on this journey of of healing. I was going to say, we should have an ask Seth section in the forum. Hey, there you go. That's fun. That'd be fun. I my biggest fear is you guys. There's so many people. There's, you guys have such a huge platform. I'm like a hundred thousand questions. I'm like, ah. <laughs> like I don't know what's really cool is that because there are so many people, it becomes very evident what are the real questions that everyone's thinking. Because we will see so many of the same type of question, and we're like, God, if these people knew that they they were one of four hundred people that asked you know, how do I calm my nerves before a game? Like that, that is something that's on every single person's mind. I don't think people realize just how much we're all wondering the same things. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah like we often feel like we're alone in our problems and like it's not the case at all. There's yeah, so yeah. many of us who are dealing with very similar situations. So yeah. it's, it, it can only make you feel like that much more motivated to, to heal. Every team, you get 18 kids, man. If three girls on that team start to change themselves, and start to grow and start to heal 
it will have a massive ripple effect across that group. Yeah. So that's what that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to start a revolution with this thing. We're trying to put something in people's hands where they don't have to necessarily go to mom and dad and say, hey, I, I need you to find me a professional, you know, you know, psychologist or healer of some sort. I can I can pick it up and start doing it myself and we just yeah. walk you through it. So And yeah. and too, like I feel like a lot of people have issues where they they can't maybe afford a professional or they feel like, you know, oh, my insurance right. isn't covered, this, that, and the other thing. But like we wanted to with you, we wanted to make sure that it was affordable and accessible to so many players because I mean, we're not here to like, it's not about the money for us. Like we want no. lady ballers to, to, you know, do what we didn't have the chance to do because we didn't know about it when we were younger. You know, like we wish we can go back and start healing sooner because maybe, maybe we would have been, you know, better soccer players or maybe just better, I don't know, happier, I guess, happier. Play, uh, playing yeah, for fun. Happier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Playing happier, for fun just in general. Getting those yeah. years back of like yeah. crying in the locker room. <laughs> 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 That's the truth, man, which means work your weaknesses, you know, have a healthy self critique, be yeah. able to hear the coaches speaking to you instead yeah. of just being yeah. in that survival mode. Yeah. Just doing what you've always done. It's difference like that yeah. I don't think people realize I like it when I look back at going to practice I felt like I was on like a stage at all I never felt like I was not being yeah like I wasn't performing for the entire thing yeah and that like you feel that everyone is looking at every little thing that you're doing and like one bad pass of course co coach was looking you know like right. you oh it's right. overthinking it's not having the confidence and it's like it needs, it needs to change and like that's why we are just really 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 excited to put this out there and um i'm i i did i worked with you seth i did what's been in the guidebook and what's in it yeah. now and i know yeah. it works so speaking from from my experience i like if you really want to change you'll put in the time and you will like yeah. make huge changes that will will just make you that much happier in your life so yeah. I'm excited, man. I can't wait to see where this thing goes. And I'm, I'm excited to watch you guys do what you do. Seth, so. the books came in and we got to send Oh, you have a, do you have a hard copy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to see it. I haven't actually seen it yet. It's so fun to. Well, we, we were just going to, I was going to send you the photos today and I completely forgot to do it before the call, but we're really excited. The books are in and um, also lady ballers. One more thing. We, so the fearless squad forum is with the guidebook. You'll get that for free, but I mean, within the guidebook, you'll get that. But right now we're giving it for free for everyone for one week. So it's got, we're going to put, you know, a cap to it. You have to like sign up right away, but the link will be in the description of the podcast to sign up for free and get talking on there. Cause and we want to get people in there. We had like a smaller lady, lady baller group on Facebook, but we want this to be huge. And just the way that the girls in that group were helping each other and lending each other advice was so awesome. So I think it's going to be amazing this time on this platform. Do we want to answer any of the questions or do we, the, or, I mean, we covered a lot of it, so I don't know if there's anything. Yeah. Um, well, for, for anyone wondering how old you like have to be to, to get the guidebook, I, I would say any age, right? Yeah, I, we, we, I think our, 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 we aimed it at between kind of 13 and 20, um, you know, right in there. There is a certain level of cognitive understanding, like you need to under, be able to have enough self-awareness and you, you drop down 12, 11, 10, getting into that space, it's going to be awfully tough for kids to probably understand the process. And, and there is a place where right around 13, 14 years old, you start taking some real ownership of your life, you know, and so that's, that's yeah. helpful. Um, 
but it, I would say starting at age about 13, um, mm -hmm. all, all the way up to 90. Seth, what would you say to someone who, what would you say to a parent who like wants to walk through the book with the player? Would you not suggest that? Um, it wasn't designed for that. It wasn't designed for that at all. But, but I will say this for every parent, if a parent's listening to this, I would say that it, this thing was designed for people to be able to walk through it independently. Um, I have a book for parents. That's not, it's not, not a collaboration with Soccer Girl Pros, but Iani, if you go to ianitraining.com, I-A-N-N-I, um, there's a book called On Frame, and it's a, it is the a exploring the depths of parenting in the world of youth soccer, and that is for mom and dad. So, um, I, I hope that's okay. If I plug that, but yeah, but if, if, if yes. there is a, yeah, if there's absolutely. a parent uh, wanting to go through through something like that, then that's the that's the place to go. So it's a very it's a very very similar format, and you could go through that guidebook while your kids go through the the you know the guide to conquering anxiety, and and it'll be like a super transformation <laughs> well, well, you've gotten a few emails and i like can remember three or four of them of a parent emailing us saying that their kid listened to our first podcast and asked their parents to listen to it mm, interesting that's very cool yeah. isn't it that's so very cool yeah and that's huge that is huge because ultimately this is a parent problem the kids are the ones suffering the parents are the ones that are actually kind of giving the trauma, creating the trauma, mm -hmm. repeating the trauma. I have one for coaches as well called the, if there's any coaches listening called the coaching, coaching Revolu revolution. And that is a, uh, that's on ianitraining.com as well. So. Yeah. Awesome. It's also helpful. And it's just good to clarify too. Cause it's like lady baller, this is your journey, your healing journey. And like, we want you to be writing in the book. You know, we don't want you to have like maybe someone telling you what to, to what to say or what to write, yeah. you know, like it's, yeah. it's you, you're doing this. And um, if you're, if you're confused about anything that's in the book, like you have 24 seven access to us, like email us, we're here for you. Um, and we'll make sure that, that things are really clear with like an FAQ section and stuff like that. Yeah. And I do, I do have, I have, you know, I can work with athletes too. If someone is looking for one-on-one -on -one work, Go to SethAllenTaylor.com. If I don't have space, I'll put you on the waiting list and we can, we can do it. Um, yeah. But you'll see there's a live coaching thing in there as well. So I, I, I am, I don't want to pretend I'm not available. I am. So I love, I, I love, I love helping people. So. <laughs> love awesome. it. We, we can I give a shout out? Yeah. Well, one of your big, one of your big fans. Uh, came, her name's Liv and she came and worked with me. She's a, she's in New York and she, she came and worked with me and we had an amazing 12 sessions together and she's a serious baller. She like, she wants to be a pro and I'm watching her or tricks on Instagram or something like that. And, and she heard it through you guys and she got a really, really cool experience. And um, I think so she might be an ambassador for us as well. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Wow. I'm thinking the same person. We do have, we do have a New York live on our new ambassador program and she, it, she crushes it on Instagram. Uh, that be. might be her. <laughs> that might be her. Um, and then also someone said, when is it available? And we are aiming for, it's going to be October 1st, um, if not sooner. So Lady Ballers, get excited. We're going to put the wait list in the link in the description as well. And yeah, we will just be posting the buildup for it. And we're just, we're just pumped. So thank you so much, Seth, for, for being absolutely. a part of it, for helping us create something so amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, Seth. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, yeah. Seth.